It's funny because like Sarah, every time she's like, I found something for you. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And it's like, here's a leaf. Yeah. You cool. Just, you go ahead and hold on to that. You and my cat are very similar <laughs> in that regard. Thanks for the twig. I'm going to put it right here next to all my other favorite I'm gonna things. I'm going to put it right here up on the fridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to episode 17 of Starfield with Normal People. My name is Michael, and as always, I am here with Dwayne. Dwayne, how are you? I'm really good, Michael. Hello, everyone. Yes, I am getting into the holiday spirits. Uh, spirits. Spirits, yeah. You've been raiding that spirits cabinet. I have indeed. Yeah. yeah. I'm drunk right now. So Yeah. <laughs> no, you, wow, really. you really know how to handle your liquor. Uh, I do indeed. Yeah, I, I've been doing deliveries in Starfield. I'm doing it in game. I just, I ran into a star parcel or whatever they call it, the yeah. UPS version in, in Starfield, and I delivered a package. You're, you're like Space Santa. Who knows what was in that package? It was Aurora for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm the drug mule. Well, that sounds like a splendid way to get into the holiday spirit. Mm -hmm. um, let's get into a couple of news items. This might not seem Starfield related at first. Skyrim got a stealth update. Yeah, can you believe it? How old is this game? Yeah, it's I over mean, 10 years. It's ancient in video game terms, but yet they just dropped an update. What does the update even include? Yeah, it seems that the store uh, has been really overhauled. And when I say mm. store, I mean the creation club and how it's all... Uh, they, they used to have mods separate from the creation club. Right. And now they've sort of roped it all together as one thing. Interesting. Yeah, I think... Here's the reason why. Money, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bethesda, Microsoft, whoever, they're going to make a lot of money on the Creation Club. Because Absolutely. that's the way to continue monetization of this game. Once you sell all the copies, then you have the Creation Club, which actually I'm totally okay with because we get great stuff out of it. There's fun little things that you can buy, at least in, I'm going off like Fallout 4 yep. in this. Yep. And I think it's great that it's there. And it, it gives a, a consistent storefront for the end user from the modders you know what i mean like yeah it's not you're not going out onto the internet trying to find mods for the game i mean you still can but uh, at least on xbox you can go in there and you can download some stuff right yeah you can and there's uh sort of some i saw a lot of negativity around it now let's be real yes there are some things that are bad about this but i do think that there are things that are good about it as well like you said it's sort of an easier way to access mods. Is it going to break some mods? Yeah, I think so. I think a mm -hmm. lot of long-term, like mods that have been out there a long time, if they don't get updated for this, which means that the programmer has to come back and do more work on it to make it work, right. uh, It's it could break it. That is unfortunate. I, I think in the long term, this is a good thing. That's kind of the expectation, though, as a modder. I remember building levels, like multiplayer levels for first-person shooters. Occasionally, I don't remember specifically if anything broke, but I know from a modder standpoint, that kind of thing is expected. Hopefully, it won't be hard for them to update their mod to get it back in Yeah, if it does break. You're already coding and doing things on the side. So if you really like That's it true. and you want to make it available again, you're going to fix it. That's true. Because it, it, it will kill 
some mods inevitably, but I will say this though, maybe someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's my understanding that the modders that put their mod through this system can actually make a little bit of money off of their work, which is fantastic. Our background in film, we've always seen that meme where it's like a producer is a frustrated director or like a writer is a frustrated actor. You know, it's like everybody wants to be something else. Right. A modder is like a frustrated video game dev. They want to be in the industry. It's not an easy industry to break into. No. And there's key towns or cities that you have to live in in order to even work at a place like Bethesda. Point is, this is a way for them to enter the industry and get paid. I mean, that's huge. I never got paid for any of the levels I made back in the day. So I would have loved, even if it was like just the fact that you're getting paid for your stuff would be awesome. I do wonder if these modders will have the opportunity or the choice to make their mods free. I, I, I have to imagine that that will be an option. Mm-hmm. I see it as, I don't know, I, I feel like us as gamers, a lot of us really want just everything for free or cheap. I just think, you know, if somebody does a little bit of work, you know, putting something into a game that, that you enjoy playing, don't they deserve like a little something? So if it's something that people want and it's not free, then they'll buy it at that point. Yeah. Otherwise, if it's a small mod and you're trying to charge money for it, no one's going to buy it. I definitely see a lot of games going down this route. So this is like the Roblox thing. So Roblox exists and people create levels and create games, whole games out of it. I can't get into it because the look of it is just ridiculous. (laughs) It's just not for me. Life is Roblox, (laughs) according to DJ Khaled. Oh, okay. Well, DJ Khaled, he's he's a smart guy. He knows a lot of things. Life has roadblocks, actually. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, so close, though. (laughs) (laughs) I love imagining DJ Khaled just sitting at home playing you know, Roblox doors or something like that. Mm. Um, so that's <laughs> the that's... weightlifting Roblox. Have you ever seen that one? <laughs> no, my kids love that one. I'm like, walk in, there's like giants, you know, all buff and they're lifting weights and you get bigger basically. That's the more funny. You lift. Yeah. That's funny. No, the Khalid, DJ Khalid is definitely a fan, whether secretly or out in the open, but <laughs> wait, I have to say one more thing. <laughs> I thought it was DJ college for like the first five years. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DJ College. DJ College. Like, yeah, I love this guy's cool. I love that guy. He says, "Get an education." Definitely leave a comment on our YouTube or come into our Discord channel and tell us if we're wrong about this. Uh, wrong about this mod shop. You know, we'll see how it goes. Well, have you bought mods on Xbox? So or anything? I've I've bought things from the Creation Club. Mm-hmm. I did, and not made by Bethesda for right. Skyrim or for what? For Skyrim, because hmm. uh, I, that when I initially got the survival mode, I, I actually paid for it. That was some Joe down the street mod. It wasn't by Bethesda. That was, yeah, it was somebody How else was that it? had made it. I think it was like five dollars. I don't think right. it was like a lot. And it was that seems worth it. So that that's to my point of like if it's cool enough, if it's something you want to do, five bucks. Yeah, and e- even if I'm mistaken, and it was ten dollars mm-hmm. to me, ten dollars to completely revamp the gameplay and let me play this game that I already love in a, in a new way. Sure. Yeah, that's worth it to me in a new and very frustrating way yeah, <laughs> survival very, mode my worst very, nightmare very Ugh. frustrating jeez i don't do well with those uh ultra hard modes i'm you know i'm not 
the easy mode guy, I'm always like normal, like right in the middle, right? Right. Because I don't want to yeah. get frustrated and I don't like I'm playing the game for fun and enjoyment. Yep. So <laughs> I rarely go beyond and I don't go to like easy or whatever. No, exactly. I want to play sort of like the default way, the way that it was designed. Because hard mode, some hard modes, uh, they sort of cheat, like the AI will cheat or it's just... Like, it's just unfair. Mm -hmm. I want to challenge, but I don't want it to be unfair. Right. I have this friend. Actually, you know this person, but we'll keep... Mm -hmm. we'll keep this is the invisible friend. Right? The invisible yeah. friend. Yeah. I have this friend that uh, he will only play the game on the hardest difficulty because they want to get all of the achievements that oh, they can yeah, yeah, yeah. in the first playthrough. And there was a time where I was like, hey, did you play that game? Like, I want to talk to you about the story. And he's like, oh, no, it got too hard. Like, it, it was just too difficult. And I was like, well, you can bump the difficulty down at least to get through it. And he's like, well, no, I, I don't do that because I want to get all the achievements I can. So I always play on the hardest difficulty. It was Cuphead. And you I couldn't <laughs> even get past the first level. <laughs> oh, man. I don't. Yeah, I wish I could remember what game it was, but I remember just telling him, but you're not playing it. Like, mm -hmm. why don't you just bump the difficulty That's, down and play the his game? His enjoyment is that it's getting the achievements in hard mode, right? That's like the pleasure yeah. that gets unlocked in the brain somehow. That's so that's what, fine, I guess. It is fine, but it was very frustrating as a person that wanted to talk to him about the story of the game. <laughs> right. Because I don't think he ever went back. He never went back and finished it. And I'm just like, do you not realize that by bumping the difficulty down, you would at least finish the game and get those achievements? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It, he would just go into like a very deep hatred of himself, though. <laughs> right. If he did that. So <laughs> like, you oh, can't ask that of him. I can't believe. <laughs> uh Yeah. So anyway, good things and bad things. Definitely this store, this mod upgrade for Skyrim, you know they're testing the waters for Starfield. Yeah. But we'll we'll see how it goes. I'm going to keep an open mind if it uh, ends up being kind of crappy. I don't know. Here's the thing. I'm not saying that games should nickel and dime us because I hate that. But I would rather spend more money on a game I already love than spend money on a new game that I might not like. Right. I, I'm going to pitch an idea to you. You're a very successful middle-aged person who doesn't have a lot of time. Full family, full-time job. You yeah. want a an amazing ship that somebody handcrafted. Right. Would you buy one for $1.99? Could you through the store? I mean, think about that. I, I would. Like, I would spend $2 yeah. and not have to spend five hours in the shipbuilder. I mean, I know that's a, a mini game for people, but like right. for, for those with discretionary income who want a certain aspect of the game, like being able to jump, yeah. uh, you know, what's the max? 50 light years or something like that? I think I the max is like 30. 30, yeah. yeah. So, but, but, yeah. but also have huge cargo space or have great space battle navigation. See, $1.99. Yeah. I am, I, and I get what you're saying. Like, sometimes you just want to, like, everyone wants different experiences. Mm -hmm. And some people are okay with spending the money to get those experiences. I will say that the counterpoint to that is when games start to be designed to Definitely. be that. almost impossible to get through the game without buying that thing. especially if it's a multiplayer game should we talk about starfield wanting to make you get a degree uh yeah on the no sodium starfield subreddit somebody named no abroad 1970 actually posted that starfield has inspired them to go and get a degree because of the science nature of it yeah before you go any further i saw in i was playing starfield earlier there was a 
a notepad or something. I picked it up. I read it and it was like a famous author quote. I was like, this is a real quote. And it was like uh, written in 1920 about some comets, uh, you know, science fiction story that this author wrote. And I was like, I could see how someone would get inspired to want to go look up this author. So that's what I'm getting at with, yeah. with your story is like somebody got inspired by all this science tech. Yeah. So what that's they really say cool. is that they're 25. Mm hmm. And they had no plans of going to college at all. And playing Starfield, it remind them of how cool it is that they can launch into space. They say that they left that fascination behind as a teen. Todd Howard just got his wings. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's very cool to see that, you know, this game that is, uh, it's, we've had other space games, you know, we've had space games that are like horror and sci-fi and hard, like concepts of like war and good versus evil. And mm -hmm. I see these criticisms of like, why wasn't Starfield set during the faction war between the UC and the, you know, the Freestar Collective. Sure, that would have been cool too, but I love that the game is about exploring. And so what's, yeah, you've got these explorers. It's it's very scientific. And yeah, this person was inspired and wants to go back to learn something. I love this. So this person was inspired by the game. The game has this sense of wonder in it, right? There's a kind of a feeling or like a wonder that you get when you play the game. At least I do. Yeah. And uh, optimistic future. There's trouble. You know, it's human. Humans are always in conflict. But overall, I think it's optimistic because we're exploring, we're going out into the universe and, and finding new places. But this is really cool. Like 25 is still very, very young. I got my degree yep. when I was like 34. So yeah. it's very hard to do to go back when you're, you know, kind of when you miss that first little window. So props to that person. I hope they, uh, I hope they see it all the way through. Yeah. Absolutely. Reach out to me it's, if you, if you hear this, Yep, I'll be your, not your mentor, but your like, you know, Sherpa, your, your rally, your what? <laughs> Sherpa. Cheerleader. <laughs> oh yeah. Cheerleader. Cheerleader. That's the word yeah. I was looking for. No, I absolutely. It. There's you, there's, it's never too late to get started on mm -hmm. something you want to do. Yeah. And that doesn't have to be just education. It could just be like a, like I said earlier, further your own journey into literature or art or science. I mean, there's a lot of things that take place in Starfield that could inspire you to, to like, we have an art channel in our discord. I want there to be more, more art in there. So come to the discord and, and get some sketches going something, show it to yeah. us. Well, we like to talk about ship builds sometimes, right? Yeah. So this one's kind of funny. Uh, in the game, you can get a ship called the Star Eagle. Mm -hmm. Well, somebody rebuilt it to look like an actual bald eagle. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's so, awesome. It's just hilarious. It's a bald eagle spreading its wings and flying through space. Mm -hmm. So I really love that. Wasn't there this British kind of puppet show and there was a bald eagle ship in that? Oh. In one of those? I remember a model ship that was a bald eagle flying around in one of these That's funny. Shows. I don't remember that. This I'm was sure. like straight up puppets kind of like you know team america was inspired oh, from this okay and those like little model ships and stuff oh that's from, funny well i think we should talk about companions yeah i think that would be great we've Com been playing the game we've been talking about all the different aspects but what about all the lovely companions that you can get in starfield there's yeah, because, actually more than I thought. Right. Uh, yeah, because you were sort of focused on the main four. Let's set the stage for this. So I'm going to play the noob. 
because yeah. I am a complete noob when it comes to companions. I've only had one, Sarah. I've obviously had conversations with Barrett, Andresia, and Sam. Put me on quests, but I have stuck with Sarah. So I'm going to come into this as a total noob, which I think is great because there might be people out there that are new to the game. Yeah. And maybe they'll learn something like I will today. You know, as we talk about this, I'd say mild spoilers, but if you're mm-hmm. new to the game, I, I wouldn't worry too much. This is interesting because you say that, that the one companion you've spent your time with is Sarah, but mm-hmm. there are times in the game, maybe you haven't encountered it yet, but there are times in the game where it sort of forces you to go with different companions. Mm-hmm. Um, but you haven't experienced that too much? I'm only level 21 yeah. still. So, I mean, yeah. I think there's a quest with Sam that I'm supposed to divert and yeah, go do, yeah. but yeah. Absolutely. Um, I got yeah. caught up in the Crimson Fleet. So from what you've seen, let's, let's talk about the main four. Mm-hmm. First off, you've spent most of the time with Sarah, but, uh, from what you've seen, let's say who's your least favorite. Yeah. That's a tough question because I don't immediately dislike any of the main four. I was like, I would love to hang out with all four of these people because yeah. Sam looks cool. Believe it or not, I like country music. I like all kinds of music. But when people say that, they generally say, I like all music except country. Yeah. I like country too. And I have got real life cowboys in my family. So I have an affinity toward cowboys. Yeah. And uh, obviously Sam Coe is wearing a cowboy hat. And I was like, this dude looks cool. And he has a daughter. I have a daughter. So I was like, I would love to hang out with this person. Yeah. So Barrett is funny. Like, I really love his warm personality. And yeah, um, I was like, I would totally hang out with this dude. And Andresia is totally hot. So <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would definitely, um, you know. And then Sarah, you know, was for me, it was like she seemed the the most lawful good right. character, yeah. I guess, if you will. So I was like, I'm going to go with this one first on my first playthrough. And then I'm going to, you know, divert and yeah. try the other three. But then... You had said something before during our prep that was there are many other characters or companions that you can have join you. You just can't romance them. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking that they only dumped most of the story elements into those four. But there's actually a lot of story elements in the other companions, right? Well, it's it's actually it's actually very little. A lot of them you can just sort of hire they're just and hanging out with you, following you around, helping you blast aliens. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. kind of what I thought. I was like, because I forget what it was. Maybe it was just the rando that I, I hired out of the bar, but they could follow me around too, right? Yep. Like they could, yeah. So If you can put them on your ship or assign them to an outpost, they can also be your companion to follow you around. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is, so the main four companions will sort of like, they'll just bring you stuff. And they'll like sure. bring you items and everything. It's and never anything too exciting, is it? No. <laughs> like, wow, this <laughs> this wasn't worth the eight seconds, but thank you. <laughs> it's funny because like, yes, Sarah is is one of my favorite companions, but every time she's like, I found something for you. And I'm like, oh yeah. And it's like, here's a leaf. Yeah. <laughs> you cool. Just, you go ahead and hold on to that. And like it's like you and my cat are very similar <laughs> in that regard. Thanks for the twig. I'm gonna put it right here next to all my other favorite things. I'm going to put it right here up on the fridge. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I got to say, though, there is, uh, I think Andresia will just bring you money sometimes. So that's kind of nice. Yes. She's going to be my next companion. Andresia is like that uncle that always just gives you like money for Mm -hmm. your birthday. That's it. I plan to be that uncle. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I think I already am. So 
Yeah. That, I think that's great. And it's and funny. The, the drunk uncle at <laughs> Christmas parties too. Yeah. Yeah. Both of those. There is a companion though that you can hire out of the bar in Aquila. Her name is Rosie. She's just super duper positive, but she's also like into, and she's in the medical field. Mm-hmm. So she will give you like health packs and Ooh, stuff like that. Nice. So wait, is there one that gives you ammo? There's gotta be, but I, I don't <laughs> know for nice. sure. Yeah. Hey, I have something for you. Finally, something useful. <laughs> I hope <laughs> it's for the equipped weapon I have right now. Cause I was getting kind of low. Here's some grenades. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all grenades. Right, sweet. Why aren't there more grenades in the game? Oh, yeah. I can't find them. But yeah, so I, I appreciated your, your thoughts on the, on the main four. I agree that they are all likable. And I, yeah. and I, I think that it's, What's interesting is that Sarah is the clear leader. Mm-hmm. And even though the other three are great characters, you can see how they really are not leader material. Sam Coe, super cool guy. I like him a lot, but yeah, he's got his daughter. He's got his ex-wife. Like He's got these like sort of issues that I think holds him back mm-hmm. from being a leader. He's still like an amazing member of the team. But yeah, just for gameplay reasons, I don't like to have him and his daughter on the ship because we'll be in the middle of a battle and then she'll be like, oh, did I ever tell you about the time that like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or she's telling some joke or something. But that's really more of a game development thing. I would just like to see, hey, if there is stuff happening. Then just pipe down for a minute while while we take care of this. But I don't know, that's (laughs) true kid kid thing to do like my kids are always like hey i want to tell you something you're like in the middle of like balancing 20 plates in one hand and yeah you know trying to solve for an equation for for me it's like it's like uh what kind of pokemon would you want if you were the kanto region i i don't Mm -hmm. i don't know man i don't know let me think about it barrett is i haven't spent a ton of time with barrett but i do like him uh i i Mm -hmm. I like that he's very confident and charming. So I like Barrett a lot. Yeah. Do, would you romance him even though you're hetero in, in real life? I mean, do you do you dabble in video games? If You don't you have know, to answer if this is too personal. No, no. <laughs> I it's That is interesting. I Part of me as a gamer is like, well, there's content there that I'm curious about. But mm-hmm. but no, I, I don't really. And maybe maybe that does show that I'm more of a like a role player, like and I play more of myself in games. Right. It goes um, back to that thing of like playing as a good character, not double crossing people or, you know, yeah. choosing like the lawful good, you know, quest lines. Yeah, and I don't know, maybe 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 I'm just not open to things as much as, you know, maybe I should be. But um well, but yeah, no, I I don't generally I I really appreciate that it's there. Mm-hmm. I think it's important. I think it's nice that those options are there like I I can't imagine like I'm a straight guy, so it's like everything's been catered to me for so long. I can't imagine how difficult it would or annoying it would be to play a game be like, "Well, I'd really like to play this the way I would, right. you know, and not even have the option." Yeah. Well, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up was that um, for the video game awards, Baldur's Gate got like all this kind of attention, not just at the video game awards or the game awards, but yeah, but out- in general about how, you know, revolutionary they were in terms of LGBTQ uh, yeah. acceptance and things like that. Options and options. Yeah. And not only that, but like, uh, what's the thing where two different color eyes oh heterochromia 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 which actually have a friend who has that condition i have two people in my life 
I have two friends that that's, have that. Yeah, that's a lot of and that's a lot because it's can so rare. Use that in game, but my my point is that yeah, Baldur's Gate did it, but guess who else did it? Starfield. Yeah, like not the, the eye thing, but not the, the eye thing. <laughs> pretty much everything else. Wait, I mean, like did? they. Now I have to think about it. Yeah, but yeah, they, they did. I don't they, know. they they do they have. You're right. They have these um, options. Like you can mm -hmm. romance any of the characters. Right. Uh, no matter you know what your gender is, you can also pronouns or can be different. Like you can you can her. choose your pronoun. Sure. Yeah. It is interesting that that uh, yeah that one game got a lot of praise for it, deservedly so. Mm -hmm. And then the other game sort of just doesn't. It sort of got ignored. I, I saw a lot of people angry about it. <laughs> like they're like, oh, you can choose your pronouns. What? And then right. it's like terrible <laughs> game. Like, wow, really? You can just ignore that, in my humble opinion. But um, yeah, it is. It's interesting. I I will say, and even though even though I don't choose like to romance Samco, mm. what was kind of funny was I did his. Uh, you know, each character has each of the four has a loyalty mission. I did all that, and the way he was like talking to me, it was just like, you know, man, it's just like just having you in my life is just like, all right, yeah, man, yeah, you too, bro, yeah, yeah, man, I, I love having you as a friend. Also, that hug was a little long <laughs> for, for you at the end. Gave you the wrong signals. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pat on the back. You too, buddy. <laughs> You're coming on a little strong. I don't want this to affect our friendship because I, I do want to hang out. I bet he's a, I bet he's a really good drinking buddy. Mm. Nobody has a cowboy hat like that. Right. And can't put down some beers. That's a good point. I mean, when every other country song is about drinking culture, then <laughs> yeah, it would seem so. But yeah, I don't know. Okay well, with. what about what about you? Do you do you ever see yourself being like role playing and just being like, you know what? Let's I think see how this plays for out. For me, I mean, you're murdering in, in game anything permissible in game so i think it's a it's an excellent chance to i'm glad they have all those options play yeah. through them why not hey experience it have fun with it it's it's not gonna make you gay to see <laughs> a gay relationship play play out gay. on screen <laughs> yeah no i think i think that's cool and have you seen how people have figured out how to marry like oh, two more people two people i have seen that yeah I thought that was great. So one person I saw actually married all four. Mm -hmm. They were like, if you do this in this order, you can be married to all Someone four. Someone figured that out. Props to that person. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I could see myself doing a playthrough where I'm like, yeah, I'm going <laughs> to. Because you know how, you know how like when you like once you're in a relationship with someone, like the way they look, it changes. Like they're smiling a lot. Like mm -hmm. when they see you, they're smiling. Could you imagine getting <laughs> walking on ship and all four of them were like, I'm so happy to see you. I'm so happy to see you. Oh. Total player. Although you could make it open and maybe not try to hide it. I guess right. they have they can't hide it, right? I think I don't know. From what I know, if you can pull it off, you're not necessarily hiding it. Mm -hmm. I I'm sure the game though doesn't I doubt there's like, you know, embedded dialogue of like I'm so happy you married all of us. I don't think that's in there. Do you think they'll add another um, companion that you can romance in one of the expansions? I 100% think so. Okay. Because this was such a big deal for the game mm -hmm. to have these four. Because you look at in the game's pat like Skyrim, you could marry like 27 people. And it, it was literally just you put on a necklace and you 
get married to them. It's like so nothing. And there was so much uh, put into Starfield with these romance options mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, and there's a lot of people, they want more. They want to, they want more characters that you can romance. So I wonder if I, it'll be like yeah. the DLC will be cordoned off in some way, like you go through a warp zone. You know, I wonder. Uh, and then in there, you find this new companion. So they, they're they somehow cordoned off from the previous four companions. Does that oh, make sense? Like, Oh, so, it, okay. So I was imagining that it would be like, you would need to either not be married or get divorced. Oh, okay. But, but I see what you're saying. Well, if you do it that way, that, I'm just thinking from a standpoint of like not having to add all that dialogue for the initial playthrough of the game. Yeah. And they can, right. they have this freedom to create a new character and companion that exists in this alternate In this sort of place. Yeah, other place. Yeah. No, I could, I could see that. I see each major DLC, like if it's a story DLC, I see them coming with two brand new romanceable companions each. Wow. That would be my guess. Yeah. That'd I be don't my see guess. why like they a, wouldn't. Like I mean, a male and female. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems like a, like you said, like a popular part of the game. In addition to these main four, then there's all these other companions that you can get. What a lot of people have said is that they can't really play evil characters mm-hmm. with the constellation group. Right. And they're all in the constellation. So that yeah. limits them. Yeah. I understand that. I mean, it'd be nice yeah. if one of them was in uh, Neon and they're just like a total terrible person but you could still marry him right and they want to go out and (laughs) double cross everybody and murder and all that what's kind of cool is yeah you can't you can't romance these other characters but there are certain characters that if you want to be morally gray or even just pure evil there are characters that you can have as companions Mm -hmm. um and so i actually put together a list based on just who I found personally and also looking up online what other people have, other players have found. Okay. But basically, uh, Vasco, first off, he's a part right. of- We always forget about Vasco. Yep. Vasco mm-hmm. does not care what you do. So right. you can um, you can do an evil playthrough with him. I like Vasco. I didn't play a lot with him as a companion the first time through because I wanted to see these, uh, you know, the companion stories- play out right but now i've seen him and so vasco's the time. nice to he's nice to have around we should shout out cherry cherry bomb rn because um someone said that her name is available as one of uh vasco's yeah. names which cherry I, bomb is available cherry that's bomb's crazy. available that's that's amazing i don't is know it? if they have michael i doubt they have michael but <laughs> yeah michael's just <laughs> not that common it's probably yeah yeah vasco's there so also, one of the pirates is named Jessamine Griffin. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you do like a pirate playthrough and you join the Crimson Fleet, you can actually partner up with Jessamine. Okay. She's she's super cool. She's like a cool looking character. Nice. There's also Mickey Caviar. Wow. Mickey Caviar is like a former child star turned food critic. <laughs> and he is a scary looking weirdo. That you okay. can find in the uh, the Astral Lounge hmm. in Neon. Will uh, you make your list available on our Discord? Yes. Okay, cool. I will. And then to, to round it up, uh, there's Simon Bankowski, who I have not encountered yet. Uh, Danny Garcia. Danny Garcia is interesting because 
They like science. She's like a scientist, I guess. It's interesting that the scientist character, who seems nice, is also a morally gray one. I guess right. that I guess that makes sense. Science scientists Where is she sometimes. At? Oh, uh, you can find her also in Neon. Okay. So that does make sense. That checks out mm-hmm. now that I think about it. But yeah, then finally Eric von Price and Mathis, who Mathis you encounter. Is great. Yeah, yeah I just en- played through the Mathis, and I, I loved his uh, kind of little mini storyline. I was like, I'm yeah. going to keep him around. Mathis is really cool, and I just I like his look and his kind of attitude mm-hmm. and I, I like him as a character. Let's kill Delgado. <laughs> yeah. I, <love laughs> I was like, him. all right, let's see where this goes. Oh. I love how, like, wow, I just I just barely met you, but mm-hmm. sure, <laughs> let, let me think about this mm-hmm. uh, for a moment. Um, and finally, the, the last character that you can be evil around, uh, as far as we know, is the adoring fan. Yes. Can we just talk about how you can hang out with this adoring fan and you never learn his real name. <laughs> Sad but true. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to add to that. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I get it. Like you're famous. You're the guy that got the you know guy or girl that got the mm-hmm. the artifact. You and but... I can't comprehend that because we're uh, em- empathetic. Right. But there are people on this planet that are narcissistic and yeah. that would you know. They don't know. They only know one or two other people's names besides their own. There's definitely like a celebrity somewhere that does not know their assistant's name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So, Michael, all this talk about companions and you chose the lone wolf perk. Come on, man. You're not being truthful with me. You don't actually even like hanging out with companions. (laughs) No, that's so. Here's what's interesting. I chose. Yeah. Introvert. Introvert. Okay. I chose introvert and... I finally went and got it removed from my wow. character. Okay. There is Interesting. A, there is a guy that you can find in the well. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting how they have you remove it. He basically talks to you like a therapist. And oh, he, and wow. It, yeah, he's That's like... That's great. So you want to feel like you can rely on people. And, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> he said something along those lines. And then... It actually gets removed, hmm. but you need to know. It costs 10,000 credits. No, you can only remove trait. You cannot ever put one back on. Oh, so you don't get a slot freed up where you can then go add yeah. something. So yeah, you can only. So you're walking around with one trait. Isn't there, is there two or three? I don't remember. Yeah. So I had three. Three. Yeah. I actually did remove two of them. You removed two of them. What was the other one you removed? I don't remember. (laughs) The adoring fan. You don't remember his name and you don't remember him. (laughs) No, I never, I never even started with that one, but I kind of wish I did because people are having a lot of fun with that dude. Yeah. Uh, That's a must on like a separate, you know, new, new game. And that's the thing with the traits is that they they have a negative and a positive side. And so, yeah, you remove the positive, but you also remove the negative. So for me, it wasn't a big deal to remove that. Because mm-hmm. now, uh, oh, I got to tell you that there there is one more character that you can be morally gray with. And I was leaving her for the last one because I happened to find her. She is in a ship that is busted. So, okay. so it's a random encounter in space. 
and her name is Betty Hauser. She hmm. currently is my favorite companion. Really? She's just a gruff woman bounty hunter mm-hmm. who just don't take no crap from no one, not okay. even you. Right. And then Sounds abrasive. Yeah, she's she's very abrasive at first, but then what's nice is she's abrasive but she's not annoying. Mm, um, mm-hmm. because you know how some, some characters are abrasive and annoying, uh, cough, Neva cough. Mm, so mm-hmm. there's certain characters that you're just like, ah, oh, shut up. <laughs> like it's so annoying, but, uh, not Betty. No, cool. Betty is, Betty is, I'll uh, keep a lookout for Betty. So wait, how do you go about grabbing one of these companions? You got to add them into your ship as a crew member so you can keep them around, right? Is that how you do it? Yeah. You okay. can either add them as a crew member or just say, come follow me. Mm-hmm. Although maybe... Actually, no, maybe you have to assign them to the crew first. I think some Otherwise of them you, you go, do. have to go back to where they live, yeah. which is on the floating ship, which is a random encounter. Well, right. once you discover, it's always going to be there. When I first played, there were a lot of times where I opened the galaxy map and there would be little icons for ship or you know, like the, basically it just says ship, mm-hmm. you know. Which I, is kind of a beacon to be like, hey, come check this out. It could be you something. Would, you would think so, but I ignored it for so long. I ignored a lot of those things until I found out that those are the ones that lead to very special side quests or people that you can recruit. So I'm now I'm going after those. Did not know that. Okay. As we talk about sort of filling out your crew, I see this game uh, in the future uh, as I play and replay. I definitely think that I will be going off of some of these lists that Mm -hmm. they have online to sort of like, because there's so many different companions you can find, I think I would look at a list and say, oh yeah, I want them, 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 you know, and then use that list to go find them. Right. And I also- You're almost like collecting companions, almost like how you survey planets in a way. I mean, it's fun to, uh, because you can add them to your crew and then when you add more people- only so many people can be on your ship, right? Yeah, I was going to say, it's like on a class C ship, what's the max number of crew you can have? Off the depends top of my on head. how many crew e- quarters you have or beds or something. So or? it depends on that. And it also depends on your skill level in like being a leader. Mm. Um, I, uh, I'm blanking on the name of the skill at the moment, but basically right. you have to upgrade that skill to have more people, which I you think that'd Betty be really there, cool. Betty Jack- and Jessamine, and, Jessamine. <laughs> and Rosie. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool. I'm, I have not prioritized that skill. Well, how many skills are there? Like how many times? Cause people are on like NG 10. Wouldn't they have filled yeah. out all the skill trees by then? Or I don't think so. There's that I, many? Because there's so many and each one has four points. You'd need like 400. I feel like you have to be like level 400. So yeah, you like wow. you have to prioritize like the ones you want, like right off the bat. And then as you grow. I've done a terrible job knowing this. <laughs> choosing. <laughs> I know it's, it's no, tough. Like, know. yeah, like you can level up pretty quick on a new character and really choose you know, one or two things and to be really good at. But I do think it's worth mentioning that I haven't seen people really talk about how the different outfits, like the armors and like that you can put on your crew. Yeah, that's great for a role-playing person such as yourself to, to yeah. be able to outfit your entire crew with matching outfits if you want to take on like the the space pirate look or space suits, NASA, whatever, right? Yeah, because each... That's what's crazy is like each 
uh, armor that Starfield has has a sort of different flavor mm-hmm. of sci-fi. And so, you know, I ha- like you have armor pieces that make it look like you're the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. You have other stuff that makes you look like the guy from Doom. Doom guy. <laughs> Doom guy. <laughs> you know. Um, I thought you said Dune at first. Like, Oh, Dune. Yeah. <laughs> but you can, you sort of can pick these different flavors. And in fact, there's a place where you can get outfits that if you get enough of them, will actually make your crew look like you're in Star Trek. That's awesome. So like, that's, it's so cool. And, and I love having like, you recruit the people on your crew, but man, when you get them all in matching uniforms, there's a, there's a whole different vibe going. Did you see that episode of Black Mirror? Yes. (laughs) You are. Uh, (laughs) Let me just say, uh, my friend was sharing screenshots of his crew Mm -hmm. and I said, you are that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because his crew was all, their uniform was the Paradiso swimsuits. So right. that was his ship. <laughs> He's not alone either. I've it's seen, all Barbie I've seen, bodies <laughs> underneath. <laughs> I've it's seen plastic. a lot of, uh, yeah, I've, that's, that's uh, you know, that's the role play some people want to go with. And that is fine. Yeah. I mean, that's really cool that you can outfit your, your crew. And, but you were saying that you have to steal some of this stuff. Yeah. Like, I know I know you have to steal the swimsuits, but like if you want all five or six or seven of your crew to be wearing the same thing, you're not going to spend a hundred hours gathering it. You're just going to go right. pickpocket people that are wearing it, right? Or find it and yeah. get it that way. As of right now, uh, there a lot of these outfits and yeah, you, you have to steal them or yeah, do do some nefarious things to get them. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to see sort of an avenue for honest characters to get some of these outfits. There should be a store in it in New Atlantis, right? Yeah. Just go buy your whole crew Star Trek lookalike you uniforms, know, right? That'd be awesome. I'd do it. Well, right now with, yeah, I would too. And I, I should also mention, apparently there's a way to get swimsuits off of, there's a someone's island home. Oh, you can go look through the you rifle can, through their stuff, right? Yeah, you can rifle through their stuff and mm-hmm. get swimsuits without stealing. But, but still, still, <laughs> here's what I would like to see. This would be cool. Is uh, so you have the armor uh, workbench. Mm-hmm. So as of right now, you can't create anything from scratch. In, in fact, even ships you have to build off of an existing ship. Mm-hmm. But it would be cool. It'd be nice if, as soon as you meet somebody wearing a certain outfit. It should enter like the consciousness of the game where now you can buy it or it will pop up somewhere. Now this outfit's available in your closet or whatever. Yeah, I think it. And what what's the deal with (laughs) what's the deal with all these like NPC outfits? Like there's so much variety out there Mm -hmm. that you cannot purchase for your own character or for your crew. What where are those? Why not let us wear that stuff? Some of it's pretty wild. Give me an example. On you just you go to Neon and there's like 30 different outfits walking down the road mm-hmm. that are like just crazy. It looks like crazy 80s. Maybe I, they'll update that. I think they will. Mm-hmm. I there I bet there's like some weird 
glitch holding them back. I would imagine that they have to adjust certain things on it to make it fit your character. I don't know. The thing is that like both of us are optimistic about Bethesda. If we can dream it up, then it could potentially happen. Like, yeah, I mean, even outlandish stuff gets gets put in there. Kind of, you know, sometimes someone might come up with an idea on Reddit and then that permeates into like the the internet, uh, you know, pop culture sphere and then gets picked up by someone at Bethesda and they bring it up at a meeting and then it becomes reality, you know, like these things happen or they think of it simultaneously on their own because it's already a good idea. I just think that, yeah, I agree. I think there's no way they are not looking at the wish lists of people in the in subreddits and discords on Twitter, but there's no way they're not looking at that. And, you know... <laughs> I remember when I bought, I got an Xbox One, and this console was hated by so many, mm-hmm. and and for good the reason. Bone, as it was affectionately referred yeah. to, they you know they made a lot of missteps. And what I'm getting at is that being a consumer that owned the uh, more hated console, mm-hmm. Xbox then was fighting for our affection, right? They were working double time to make things right. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they did. And look at how far they've come. And we're talking like they they said that they couldn't do backwards compatibility. PlayStation said the same thing. It just wasn't going to happen. And then Xbox was like, oh, we made it work. Here Mm -hmm. you go. And then, you know, Game Pass. And there was all these other things that they kept adding um, to to win our affection. So now here we are. We're fans of Starfield. We love Starfield, but it's catching so much flack. I don't think that they should listen to the haters, but you know that they want to win people over. Mm-hmm. They want people to say eventually about Starfield, "Oh, I didn't believe in it at first, but now I love the game." Hating you know? on Starfield is like the current trend. It's like the cool thing to do right now. Yeah. And I don't. Like I've watched some of this stuff. I try not to give it too many clicks, but it's typically just comes down to a perception. Yeah. You know, one person's perception and they want to bellyache about it. And I don't think that, you know, Bethesda would really kowtow to those demands of one particular person, even if they have a video that gets a million views. No. They shouldn't, in my opinion. They should just try to make the game more fun, more approachable or have more cool stuff. I mean, that's all they can really do. And then eventually the game will stand on its own merits. Like I think it already does. I think the people that we have in our family, our group on discord, we all believe it. Yeah. We all, we we all love the game. We're having fun with it all the time. So taking screenshots and you know, it's totally fine. But, but I'm just, what I'm, all I'm saying is that I see the positive in being of a, a fan of the thing that's being taking a beating in the public eye. Oh, right. You're like the underdog. Yeah. You're like yeah. The underdog. like mm-hmm. they're, they're taking this beating and they're going to, we, we win as fans because they're going to try and win back the affection of the gamers. They already have our affection. We're just going to get more improvements, more good stuff, you know, DLC. And they're, mm-hmm. they're going to listen to the fans. And I, I really think, I think that yes, they have DLC planned, and then there's other DLC that's sort of like they were waiting to see like what we like about the game and what we want more of. Right. And what I want more of is anti-gravity. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
anti-gravity space, space fights, yeah. space battles, because it's so cool when it happens. And um, I still have not had one yet. Yeah. There's a... There's a mandatory one in the quest line coming up, probably. One is there's a casino, something like that. So if you find oh, yeah. something like that... I, I have the quest for that. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's a really good one. And then you can, uh, I believe someone in our Discord told me that you can make one happen by disabling ships when you're taking them over and then docking with them. Instead oh, right. of blowing the ship up, you go you on the target ship. target their grav drive or... Yeah, their... you target their engines. Mm -hmm. Yep, and you can use EM weapons. You disable the ship, and you go on there, and you'll you'll have a nice little anti. Oh, I should say zero gravity gun battle. So, Sweet, super fun. Yeah, because I... that was really hyped up in the trailers. But then again, I've got fifty hours in this game, which isn't a lot, but I mean, you know, fifty what's hours, funny? right? And I haven't <laughs> played a anti gravity battle yet. I love how fifty hours isn't a lot for this game. When in many other games, fifty would be more than right. enough can you play spider-man 2 twice <laughs> three times you would have to play spider-man 2 at least three times to put 50 hours into you, it, right? you can correct me if i'm wrong everyone listening but i'm pretty sure i saw someone say i got i got the platinum trophy which is getting all the trophies in the game and they're like it took me <laughs> i don't it was like 19 hours or something i'm like whoa what <laughs> 19 hours and this was every single trophy in the game I'm like, you're saying that if you like drank a couple of Red Bulls, you could have gotten that in one day. Like, mm -hmm. that's uh, <laughs> in one okay. 24 hour sitting. So, in our Discord, we should talk about some, uh, just a small change that we're making to the Starfield Adventure Club. Recently, we launched a new weekly challenge called Drive with Building Ships. Mm -hmm. I love and the challenge this week, by the way. I do too. What it is what vertical? Is it? <laughs> Go vertical, which is hilarious. There's already um, two or three examples, and yep. they're making me laugh. People are already building vertical ships, mm -hmm. and it is so funny. Not only funny, but it's really cool to see. Like, well, I haven't what, seen it. Yeah. I have not seen any ships like this until now. Right. And we've seen hundreds of ships um, yeah. posted online of, you know, crazy, crazy things. But yeah, so it's fantastic. Many. Um, so it's really fun to see. And the way that Drive is done is that um, independently from the podcast, we'll still talk about it, but it it goes up every Sunday. Mm -hmm. So every Sunday there's a new challenge, and we really like how that sort of works out. So we're actually going to do that as well for Starfield Adventure Club. I think it's a great idea. So if you want to be a part of the Starfield Adventure Club, you'll be able to log on Wednesday of every week and find out where we're going for the adventure adventure club which is great you don't have to wait for these two guys yeah you right don't here. have to wait for us for to, us yeah. to tell you where to go um instead you can go there and find out where you're going and then and the the important thing is that we're still going to do shout outs on the podcast and we are still going to award a starfield adventure club coffee mug to mm -hmm. a winner each week. That's right. But we'll so, do that in Discord too. Yeah. Right? And we do that in Discord too. Yeah. yeah. We've been doing that there. So, yep. We'll continue to talk about it on the podcast, but this will just be a way for it to be more organized and consistent. And as of right now in the Starfield Adventure Club, we are still exploring Vesta in the Lunara system. Man, this place has a lot of variety, Dwayne. It's cool. I landed on two different spots today on Vesta because I wanted to do a coastal area. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm, well, the first place I landed, beautiful plains, like so, so many trees and grass. Like this was the most busy 
surface that I've oh, been on in okay. terms of like plants yeah. and, and grass and things like that. Like it felt kind of like a grasslands slash foresty thing. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, okay, I want to check out this coastal. I'm imagining like Paradiso, right? Right. I land and it's acid rain. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Uh, and also some very hostile, uh, alien life. So, yeah, well, that's, that's interesting. Cause yeah, I went for, I went to also to two places today mm-hmm. and I went to the, um, I, I had a fire and ice theme cause I went to a snowy. I was thinking about doing the, the snow. Yeah. But I, didn't. I went mm-hmm. to a snowy place and then I went to the volcanic area. Oh, cool. Yeah. How was that? So the volcanic area, it's very tropical and, and very like dark, rocky soil. Mm-hmm. I have not yet found lava, but I know it's there and I'm going to keep exploring until I find it. Nice. See if I can find Anakin. I have the high ground. Tell him that I have the high ground. Well, Dwayne, as we close out the episode, I just wanted to point out that we have hit 40,000 plays on our podcast. Nice. And not only that, but our discord server has hit about 300 people that's really cool it's so i feel awesome. it too when you get in there it's there's it feels like a little community there's always it's like great. some not yeah there's always some nice conversation going on mm-hmm. like about the game and then about a bunch of other things as well yeah people and are really welcoming too like when someone pops in like you get a nice little welcome wagon yeah it's a very positive place And And then the salt comes later. The salt, yeah. (laughs) Baptism by fire. We will add the salt. No, no, it's been a wonderful place. But I just thought it would. Those were some nice milestones to point out. Yeah, that's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. So big thanks to everyone that's that's listening, whether on Spotify or Apple, and thanks to those watching on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Anything that we talk about, like link wise, we try to provide that in the show notes. So check that out on the YouTube channel as well. Um, leave a comment there or come into the discord as we keep uh, talking about. Yeah. We love uh, suggestions for places that we can go for Starfield adventure club and suggestions for build challenges as well for the ship. You could also suggest things that you want to hear us talk about. Is there some corner of Starfield that needs to be uh, discussed or explored more? Yeah. Just let us know. Or mocked endlessly. Yeah, maybe there's something we just need to make <laughs> jokes about. But yeah, pop into the Discord and let us know. If you like the show, consider dropping a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. Hey, you know, Michael, um, we have, I think, a 4.9 right now. Yeah. Hey, so I'll take it. That's pretty cool. I like that a lot. Um, we, we had we had a, I'll just say this, you know, you shouldn't, you, hey, you shouldn't read your negative reviews. You shouldn't give them credence. But one of them just made me laugh. It was basically like, uh, hey, I'm not really a gaming guy, but um, I wasn't a fan of this podcast. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> I'm not a fan of bowling, but I don't go listen to bowling podcast. I don't know. That one made me laugh. Thanks, two-star guy. Oh, maybe they thought it was like astronomy. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, my other favorite um, low-star review mm-hmm. is it's one star, and then the quote on it is... I love you guys. This is my favorite podcast. So <laughs> I love you too. You might want to go back and look at what you clicked. Um, no, but he yeah. thought one was the best. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you guys are number one. Um, you see no. the hotels he stays in, all these one-star resorts. Yeah. They're amazing. They're the best. Regardless of how many stars you give us or don't give us, thanks for traveling the Starfield with us. Make sure that you subscribe because we will be back for more next week. Irregardless of what you think, 
this is not a grammar podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so don't leave us a one star on, if you're looking for a grammar podcast. I just felt it just so much pain, uh, so much mental anguish right now. Mm-hmm.